Showcase Sundays today on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Welcome back to Project Audio, classic radio newly performed in the vintage style. Hello, I'm Larry Groby with the Generic Radio Workshop. You know, I see in the paper here that they have determined the most popular category for podcasting. According to recent ratings, it's true crime. Well, we're fascinated, aren't we, by it? Nothing new there. Uh, in fact, our new Project Audion recreation this month is one of the original granddaddies of the true crime genre, a radio series called The Big Story. Now, The Big Story had a terrific concept, dramatizing sensational real-life newspaper stories and the reporters who made them. Now, this was back when newspapers were a truly important part of American life in every town, an entire day's worth of world events landing on your doorstep for just pennies a day. In the mid-20th century, newspaper reporters were heroes, rooting out corruption, uh, exposing scandals, uh, fighting and uncovering crime, and leading raw, colorful lives in the process. It's why plenty of radio shows were based around newspapers and reporters. Shows like The Green Hornet, Big Town, Nightbeat, Lady of the Press, Casey Crime Photographer, and The Big Story. It was broadcast on radio for seven years and television for nine, and it even managed a short-lived uh, magazine version. The big story was a bit like Dragnet, in a way. Uh, two tales uh, of people whose names had been changed to protect the innocent, but the core plot stuck to the facts. Now, relatively few big story recordings exist. Uh, ours doesn't. And nearly all the scripts do because the show was sponsored by Pell-Mell Cigarettes. You will not be able to escape the commercials in this recreation. And there's a big story right there. A couple decades ago, when the tobacco industry was being sued for causing cancer and their methods were being exposed, literally hundreds of thousands of documents were methodically scanned and placed online, including scripts, for many radio shows that Big Tobacco sponsored. Series as different as Blondie and Jack Benny and Dragnet and The Big Story. This episode originally aired December 20th, 1950, and describes a Christmas where the truth about a murder and the events surrounding it were exposed by a determined Los Angeles newspaper reporter. So does this true crime tale have a happy ending? Oh, come on. It's Christmas. <laughs> Sit back and enjoy Audion's Coast to Coast cast in this transcribed live recreation of The Big Story. Pell-Mell Famous Cigarettes presents The Big Story.
better get moving, darling. Do you know how many days there are left? What? Only 26 days left to Christmas. Sit down. I got your present, and I'm not going to tell you about it, but I got to get something for your mother, my mother and father, and... Oh, it's going to be a great, big, merry Christmas, isn't it? What did you say, honey? <gasps> what are you doing with that gun? Eva, you ever been pistol-whipped? What's the matter with you? This! Ow! You lousy two-timer! Is this! Big story. Here is America, its sound and its fury, its joy and its sorrow, as faithfully reported by the men and women of the great American newspapers. Los Angeles, California. The story of a reporter who thought he could spend the great holiday season in the spirit of goodwill and peace, and spent it instead with murder. And for his work, to Joseph Saldana of the Los Angeles Daily News, for his big story goes the Pell-Mell Award. Smoke Pell-Mell, the cigarette whose mildness you can measure. Pell-Mell's greater length, filters the smoke on the way to your throat. Pell-Mell's greater length. Filters the smoke on the way to your throat. Puff by puff, you're always ahead when you smoke pell-mell. Remember this, the further a puff of smoke is filtered through fine tobaccos, the milder it becomes. At the first puff by actual measure, pell-mell smoke is filtered further than that of any other leading cigarette. Moreover, after five puffs or ten, or fifteen or seventeen, Pell-Mell's greater length of traditionally fine tobaccos still travels the smoke further, filters the smoke, and makes it mild. Thus, Pell-Mell's fine mellow tobaccos give you a smoothness, mildness, and satisfaction no other cigarette offers you. Smoke Pell-Mell, the cigarette whose mildness you can measure. Pell-Mell Famous Cigarettes Outstanding. And they are mild. Los Angeles, California. The story as it actually happened. Joe Saldana's story as he lived it. This coroner's jury is here with in session. Let all persons with information proceed to testify under the jurisdiction of the Honorable William B. Lafferty. The eyes were blue, the forehead high, the fine, dark, blonde hair tied back, a sweet and moving face, but disturbed. And now, as you watched Joe Saldana, reporter for the Los Angeles Daily News, she grew more and more frightened, more and more silent. I'm the office of the beat. I got the call to come up to the house. He was laying on the bed, bleeding in the stomach. She was standing holding the gun. I shot him, she said. 
I killed him, but I didn't mean to. The jawline tightens on the smooth, pale, white skin, now bruised by the beating. What little life there was in the eyes seems to go out as the wheels of justice in this coroner's jury room begin grinding fine. All other persons having business with this coroner's jury herewith come forth to give final testimony in this inquest of the people of the state against Eva Lachland. There being none, Honorable William B. Lafferty will herewith pass sentence. It is the decision of this jury that Gerald Lachlan met his death through firearms at the hands of his wife, Eva Lachlan, who is hereby and herewith remanded to the police authorities to be held on trial for murder in the first degree. Next case. Open and shut. Open and shut like her small, full mouth that seemed to want to say something, but said nothing throughout the proceedings. If you ever saw one, Joe Saldana, here was a life sentence in the making, or maybe a death sentence. So, with very little preconceived idea, except maybe that of getting a story, you go see her in the county jail, where she now sits. I'm Joe Saldana of the Daily News, Mrs. Lockland. How do you do, sir? My paper and I, and a lot of readers, we'd appreciate it if you'd make a statement. Would that be any good? Sure. How old are you, anyway? Twenty-one. How old? How long were you married? Two years. You want to tell me about it? Sure. I'll tell anybody. I don't want to die. Well, go ahead, then. I used to love to watch Jimmy Cagney in the movies, or George Raft, how they moved and looked. If you could call it a kind of cross between being passionate and soft and tough, too. Jerry was like that. How long did you know him, before you got married? My family wouldn't put up with it. I knew that. My father teaches at college. Oh, <laughs> I knew him about... Two days. But we got married and moved into his house. My folks thought I was away at school. There were always a lot of people there, friends of Jerry's mostly, kids our age. And from the beginning, his mother hated me, just hated me. I overheard her once with Jerry, right after we were married. Jerry, you made a terrible mistake. Don't start that again, Ma, will you? I know the kind. I know them very well. Slumming. That's what she's doing. Just slumming. You're wrong, Ma. She's a heck of a good kid. I'm telling you here and now. She'll louse you up. She'll do time on you. Oh, uh, hello, baby. I just heard what you were saying. What are you doing? Sneaking around behind doors? not fair, Mrs. Lockland. Why do you say those things to Jerry? I'm not like that. You're a tramp. Once a tramp, always a tramp. Didn't I see her fooling around with Bob? And that's how she'd do it. Just leave it hanging in midair. Lies. 
because Bob Cunningham was one of Jerry's friends, one of the kids in the house all the time. He was one of Jerry's friends, and I talked to him, that's all. But she'd leave an idea hanging there, and if I tried to answer it... Don't make an issue of it. Let's just don't make an issue of it, huh? So I hoped maybe it would pass, go away. Then about two weeks before the shooting, Bob lost a button from his coat, and he asked me to sew one on for him. Now, just get out and stay out, Bob. Hey, hey, wait a minute! Jeffrey! Give me that coat! You're all wet, Jerry! Keep out! He asked me to sew a button that fell off! Don't make it worse than it is. Don't make an issue out of it. I should have talked to Jerry, Mr. Saldana, but what could I say? Just a button on a guy's coat. And then I, well, it got to be shopping time, and I thought I'd get them all presents. It was 26 days left to Christmas, and I got him what I knew he always wanted. Cufflinks and a tie clasp, gold, with his initials, and I hid it in one of my bureau drawers. What are you doing? Hiding one of the presents for your boyfriend? That's all she said. And the next day when I came in, he sat me down on the bed and and he hit me ten times across the face with the pistol. I thought he had gone crazy and then... That's just a taste. Here. Here's the gun. Jerry, don't! Here's the gun. Go ahead. Get me out of the way. Go ahead. Why don't you do what you want to do? Take it in your hand. Point it at me. For heaven's sake, leave me alone. Oh, pull the trigger. Go ahead. You got his present in the drawer. I know. Jerry, you're crazy. It's yours. You're no good. Stay away. Jerry, don't hit me again. It took me a half a minute or more, maybe. And then I saw him. He was lying on the bed. Dead. I shot him. I killed Jerry. Take it easy, Eva. There's nothing you can do. Maybe nothing anybody can do. But I'm going to try. see from the way she smiles politely that she doesn't believe you, and as a matter of fact, you only half believe yourself. What can you do? Well, one thing, the trial's in a few days. You can get her the best lawyer there is. Danny Torchin is the best. This much I found out, Danny. The kid, Jerry, her husband, age 23 on probation for burglary three years ago, suspended sentence for breaking and entering five years ago. No angle. Best defense is an offense. What's the other side of the coin? Her side. Good kid. Good family. Father's a teacher. Graduated with honors, left college at the end of the second year. Would have made 5A. What's she hanging around with this kind of kid for, then? Quite a millions of girls her age think Cagney and Raft are the greatest thing in the world. Will you take the case? There's no dough involved, is there? Come on. You can't pay your income tax already. All right. I'm going to need the facts. 
I'm going to need a lot of facts. You're a great guy. Getting Torchin, the best lawyer there is, is 50% of the battle. But only with the facts can he do anything. So you start to get them. What about this Bob Cunningham kid? I have a lot of respect for Eva. I've done things in my time, sure. Who hasn't? Had ideas. But I wouldn't put a finger on one of my best friends, would I? I don't know. Would you? You can take it or leave it. I wouldn't. What I can't figure out, I swear, is why the old lady treated her like that. I don't understand that. Why was she so down on her? The first time she laid eyes on her, she had no use for her. I only wish I had met her before Jerry did. Partially established fact of the character of Eva Lockwood. Her neighbor comments on the, her mother-in-law's house. A filthy, dirty house. In all the time she lived there, I never saw that Mrs. Laughlin lift her finger to do a stitch of work. Never. Anything peculiar going on there? Just millions of kids going in and out all the time. Eh, kids, 21, 22, 23, and racing around in cars all the time. And why is it the front blinds were always drawn ever since they lived there? Little established except one of her neighbors was unnecessarily malicious, or possibly accurate. A garage man, two blocks away. I don't know. They used to drive around this big cop old deal. And money? Woo-hoo! Used to get the car painted about seven times a year. Now, Jerry comes in here once and says, I want this car painted tonight. I'll give you a $20 bonus if you have it by five tonight. A kid Jerry Lachlan went to school with. I see lots of guys lose their head, but not like him. Once he had a fight with a guy and knocked him down. Know what he did? You tell me. He started to kick him in the head. That's right, I swear. He'd have kicked that guy's brains out if I hadn't stopped him. nature of the girl and the nature of the husband that she shot, something of the nature of the house, all given to Danny Torchin, then a quiet Danny, and a slightly composed Eva, now that she knew something was being done for her at the trial. The state will show that the defendant Eva Lachlan did in fact knight her husband, flaunt her illicit affair, provoke her husband, and then did shoot him in cold blood! Why do you kill my son, you murderous you? Come on into my home and... I call Eva Lachlan to the stand. The same clear, earnest eyes, the high, troubled forehead, and the straightforward story. If anybody had said to me, Eva, what would you like to have most in the world? What one thing? I should have said, to be happily married to Jerry Lockland. If things had been different, I'd have given everything, everything that I ever hoped to own or have, just to be able to have a little place, not a lot of money, 
curtains, maybe, and a picture hanging on the wall, maybe, and to be married to Jerry Lachlan. Danny Torchin has a certain kind of smile on his face. That he keeps when things are going well. The jury, even the women, are nodding sympathetically as Eva talks. And when they file out and file back in within 19 minutes, you have a momentary fear. How do you find? <clears throat> Not guilty. lovely presence, the most precious gift on earth, freedom, is given to the girl, and it's a good feeling for you and Danny Torchin, the jury and the world, and you go out and buy your own family some presents two days later. Put a nickel in the pot and keep it boiling, put a nickel in the pot and keep it boiling. And in the midst of a half million people. Oops, I beg your pardon, miss. That's all right. Eva. Mr. Saldana. Only ten days left before Christmas. I'll bet you're making up the time that you lost. Well, I'm shopping for family and friends and... What's the matter, kid? Nothing. Nothing. Hey, come on, this is Joe Saldana. I thought I ought to take a rest, maybe, and get over it. But I decided work was better, doing something. I've been to 20 places, Mr. Saldana. People are funny. I nearly got a job yesterday, till the man realized who I was. You see, they still believe Jerry's mother. Not even what the jury said stops them. You mean, after the trial, people still? I don't want to bother you. Put a nickel in the pod, miss. For those with troubles? Here. Bless you, miss, and a very Merry Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, bless you, sir, and a very Merry Christmas. Oh. And she's gone in the crowd, lost. Her life's been saved, to be ruined. What can you do? And days left before Christmas. Smoke Pell-Mell, the cigarette whose mildness you can measure. Enjoy the smooth smoking of fine tobacco. Smoke a Pell-Mell. Puff by puff, you're always ahead when you smoke Pell-Mell. At the first puff by actual measure, Pell-Mell smoke is filtered further than that of any other leading cigarette. Moreover, after five puffs or ten or fifteen or seventeen, Pell-Mell's greater length of traditionally fine tobaccos still travels the smoke further, filters the smoke, and makes it mild. Thus, Pell-Mell's fine, mellow tobaccos give you a smoothness, mildness, and satisfaction no other cigarette offers you. Guard against throat scratch. Enjoy the smooth smoking of fine tobaccos. Smoke Pell-Mell, the cigarette whose mildness you can measure. 
Pell Bell Famous Cigarettes. Outstanding. And they are mild. This is Cy Harris returning you to your narrator of the big story of Joseph Saldana as he lived it and wrote it. Heading back to your office, Joe Saldana, through the holiday shoppers, ten days before Christmas, the heart of the happiness goes out of it for you because of Eva Lockland. The girl now lost in the crowd. You bump into a few people. They accept your apologies in the spirit of the time. You don't say hello to the elevator operator. You don't nod at the switchboard girl. But when night editor Pete Salt throws a teletype message at you, another problem moves in and displaces the problem of Eva Lockland. Another Wolfpack robbery. What's this? Another? Where have you been? Oh, you've been on that Lachlan thing. Just a great little gang of people have come to our fair city. Five weeks ago, they stuck up and beat a grocery store van, described as three kids under 25, 20 fast car and in and out. Any shooting? Just the beating. Oh, and incidentally, one of the nice boys stepped on the grocer's hand. <laughs> You are a reporter again, involved in another story. You read back on the clips. The first one, the same. Big car, fast getaway, and a woman in a drugstore slugged. And then, two days later, eight days before Christmas. Los Angeles Wolfpack strikes again. Three armed youths robbed dry goods store, injured six Christmas shoppers, leaving proprietor dead from bullet wounds. Four wild crimes in the space of 12 days. Always fast, always a big car. Identified in the first two crimes as red, in the third as blue, in the dry goods store, green. And slowly, for no reason, absolutely none, except perhaps for your own wishful thinking, you find yourself wondering about a connection. <laughs> Ridiculous. What's the connection? What did you say? Nothing, Pete. Nothing. Oh, Sonny, you ought to take it easy. I heard you playing his day. You said, what's the connection? Now, wh what are you talking about? I'll let you know when, as, and if. <laughs> It's five days to Christmas, and even Detective Lieutenant Edwards' office shows it. A wreath hanging over the sign, Keep Out, and a holiday smile on his face, which fades as he listens. Look, Lieutenant, one admission I gotta make before I say another word. I'm prejudiced, and that's why I decided to take it here, to you, because I don't think you are. Okay, so you're prejudiced. Go on. You remember the Lachlan shooting? I can always remember back to murder cases two weeks old. And now this Wolfpack gang. 
every case. They use the same big, powerful car, it seems. Two witnesses said an Oldsmobile. Every time, it was a different color, red, blue, and green. Well, after the last time. That's my point. When I was checking up on Jerry Lockland to find out what kind of kid he was, a garage man told me, well, first of all, all kinds of kids were running around in and out of this house. That age, too. No visible means of support. Lots of money. And the garage man said he'd plunked down a $20 bonus to have the car painted that same day. You want this to be Mrs. Lachlan, don't you? I heard about you and the girl. I don't mean that way. Just you're interested. Yeah, I want it to be Mrs. Lachlan. What do you think? I'll tell you. No doubt about it. You're being prejudiced. No doubt. So, I guess, just forget it? I didn't say that. What I was going to say was, I don't mind how prejudiced a guy is this way, just so long as he makes sense. I think maybe you do. You and the lieutenant sit in the car five plain clothesmen settle down for a watch around the house on Carlton Street, where Mrs. Lockland lives. The blinds are drawn as usual, and the sun is shining on the clear December afternoon. It looks like a bust. Nothing to be seen, nothing to be heard. Hey, who's that coming out of the house? That's her, Mrs. Lockland. What's she carrying? Well, I'll be wash. She's carrying washout. Well, that's ordinary enough. Not for her, it ain't. Every story I ever heard about that dame, she never lifted a finger to do housework in her life. And in this weather... Watch out! There's two of them in that car. They're stopping. No, they're not. Now, I know about the wash. A signal. Well, we've got signals, too. Hello, this is car 74. Send out a 21 call. Black, old, sedan, license, California, 1619. Let's go. You and Detective Edwards race after the fleeing car, and within a mile, catch up with it. The occupants give up easy, and ten minutes later, you're all at Mrs. Lockwood's. What do you mean, breaking into my house like this? Oh, I don't know, Mrs. Lachlan. Just that these kids seem kind of apprehensive. Drove up to your place and then drove off. We thought we'd maybe scared them off. Don't get fresh with me, mister. Just because you've got a police badge in your pocket somewhere. This is a decent house. And just because these boys happen to be friends of my dead son... Tell her about the gun, Lieutenant. Maybe she ought to know about the gun. Good idea. One of these friends of your dead son, he had a gun in the car under the driver's seat. And I'm laying about ten to one on account of the caliber is the same. That the bullet that killed the man in a dry goods store came from this gun. There's a silence as she looks from one to the other, wondering how much they've told, how much you, Joe Saldana, 
and the police know. And in that moment, the door opens. And Bob Cunningham, the one Eva was supposed to have killed Jerry Lachlan for, he walks in. Outside, outside, we're busy. Let him stay, Mrs. Lachlan. This is Bob Cunningham. I'm going to have you arrested for false entry. I'm going to have you thrown off that dirty paper of yours. I'll have your badge. What's up? A little operation we're interfering with, Mrs. Lockland? Is that what Eva did? That's what happened, wasn't it? Was her husband Jerry tied up with these kind of kids and this kind of operation? And she was a decent influence in pulling him away from this sort of thing. Shut up! And so you screamed out in court. Why did you kill my boy? Hey, it's beginning to tie up. You're a liar, a dirty liar. You can't prove a word of what you said. I can. What, Bob? What? Kids like me, you'll find them all over. Scared kids. Made an easy buck once. Don't know how to get out of it. She's got a setup, all right. This is headquarters. She sits and plans the whole works and we do it. She gives us a car, gets it painted, changes the color. Smart operator. Like when the wash is out. Don't come in here because the house is being watched. I only wish I had the nerve to come and tell you before. That's okay, kid. Yeah, it's fine. So I think there's a car outside big enough to hold the whole bunch of you. After you, Mrs. Lockland. Get out of my way. It's me, Eva. Hello, Mr. Saldana. I want to read you something. It's in my paper tomorrow morning. Mrs. Lockland, proven female Fagin. Woman heading juvenile gang runs school for crime. Good? Very good. Then there's a sort of a picture of you, and under it it says, Eva Lockland, exonerated. So go out and Get yourself any job you want in town. And Merry Christmas. Didn't you hear me? Hey, did you hear me? I heard you, Joe. And the same to you. And the same to you. In just a moment, we will read a telegram from Joseph Saldana of the Los Angeles Daily News with the final outcomes of tonight's big story. Smoke Pell-Mell, the cigarette whose mildness you can measure. Pell-Mell's natural mildness is so good to your taste. Remember this. The further a puff of smoke is filtered through fine tobaccos, the milder it becomes. 
at the first puff by actual measure pell-mell smoke is filtered further than that of any other leading cigarette moreover after five puffs or ten or fifteen or seventeen pell-mell's greater length of traditionally fine tobaccos still travels the smoke further filters the smoke and makes it mild thus pell-mell's fine mellow tobaccos give you a smoothness mildness and satisfaction no other cigarette offers you ask for the longer finer cigarette in the distinguished red package pell-mell famous cigarettes outstanding and they are mild <laughs> Now we read you that telegram from Joseph Saldana of the Los Angeles Daily News. Two young men, caught in the gang car, sentenced to life imprisonment. San Quentin. Mrs. Lachlan sentenced to life imprisonment. Tehachapi and Eva Lachland joined my wife and me in one of the finest Christmases we've ever had. Merry Christmas and Many thanks for tonight's Pell-Mell Award. Thank you, Mr. Saldana. The makers of Pell-Mell Famous Cigarettes are proud to present you the Pell-Mell $500 Award for notable service in the field of journalism. Listen again next week, same time, same station, when Pell-Mell Famous Cigarettes will present another big story. A big story from the front pages of the Duluth, Minnesota News Tribune, byline Fred Weinberg. A big story about a reporter who followed a murderer into a trap and wished he had left deeper tracks in the snow. Big Story is produced by Bernard J. Proctor, with original music composed and conducted by Vladimir Selinsky. Tonight's program was adapted by Arnold Pearl from an actual story from the front pages of the Los Angeles Daily News. George Petrie played the part of Joseph Saldana. In order to protect the names of people actually involved in tonight's authentic Big Story, the names of all characters in the dramatization were changed, with the exception of the reporter, Mr. Saldana. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. That's our show. Our cast today included David Phillips in North Carolina, Donna Patton in Tennessee, Trevor Rhines up in Canada, Sean Massey in Texas, Julie Hoverson in Washington, Dana Gonzalez in Texas, Scott McKinley in New Jersey, Ken Rainey in Texas, and I'm Larry Groby. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Our past shows are also available as a podcast stream or on YouTube. Check them out. And tell your friends about Project Audion or write us by visiting the Project Audion website. Happy holidays, and thanks for listening. <laughs>